What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. I'm back. Two weeks off. Let's see if I still remember how to do this. I am back. I'm a year older now, 30 years old. Definitely feeling like I'm 30 years old, but uh, normally Josh the J-Man Mutt would be on the screen with me, but he's a little under the weather right now, so thoughts out the J-Man. Hope he uh, gets feeling better. So actually a rare in-studio show going on. My old man Eric Lee is joining me tonight to my right. Hello. Hi, Pop. How's it going? Good. Thank you for filling in on kind of a late notice. No problem. Got your t-shirt on that you won in the Tan and J-Man Show College uh, Bowl Confident Point Pick'em. So you're saying I was the best of all the participants? Yes. Yes, you were. Do you remember what Sean Shriver was? <laughs> I, I don't. I could probably look it up. But I, he I, was well below my total. He, he was below your total. Gotcha. Um, you made it come from behind because you were one of few that picked Georgia. Right, oh, yeah. Beat I Alabama. thought it was obvious. But and that was how you got the W, but uh, we'll see if we do it again next year. We'll see if you can defend your title, but uh, absolutely glad you are wearing the Tan and J-Man Show t-shirt that you picked out from the Tan and J-Man Show store.com where you can go and get yourself a t-shirt like dad has on, a hoodie like I have on, a coffee mug that's displayed here at the table, or uh, um, plenty of other things. So the Tan and J-Man Show store.com. I just wish it said champion on the bottom. Well, don't, don't get uh, too big of a head there. Can't customize it for you like that. Gotcha. But all right, I got some trivia for you today. All right. Uh, let's see. Let me get the banner up there. It's it's an NBA one. I think I think you got a pretty good shot to get this right. But we'll see. All right. LeBron James. Heard of him. LeBron James, Chris Broussard calls him, <laughs> had his 500th career 30-point game. It's the third most in NBA history behind what two players? Okay. But you don't want me to answer to the no, end? No, no, wait till the end. Okay. You look like you're pretty confident that you know it, but we'll, uh, we'll uh, have you wait till the end. And the birdie or bogey question is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Noble Nome LLC, for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. And speaking of Bryce and Katie Romine, I uh, want to give them a congratulations and good luck as they uh, open their new restaurant today, Dreddy's Place in Rochester, Indiana. Yeah, so that's good. I'm sure they'll be using some of that produce from Noble Nome LLC. Probably the smart thing to do. Probably the smart thing to do. So uh, if you get a salad from Dreddy's or a sandwich that has some veggies on it, uh, most likely it's coming from Noble Gnome. So eat at Dreddy's and get your veggies. Per Josh. Yeah, per Josh. I, I can't do it like Josh does, but I try. No, no one can. I don't have the cadence. I don't have the... I don't have the energy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, no one can. But we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, what do you want to start off with? You t you name it. I'm I'm your guest. MLB, golf, or college hoops? Um, well, I don't know a great deal about the the MLB lockout, but we could start with that. Yeah, we can start about it because I don't know a great deal about it either. I just know it's not looking good right now. No, for the season to. Go a full, full, uh, what, it's 161 games? 162 games. 162 games? Yeah, have been that way since 1960, I believe. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, very poor timing for baseball. They need this whole season to go off. And, um, um, you know, it's uh, who are you for, the super-duper rich or just the rich? <laughs> well, um, I think the players aren't as greedy as the owners are being. Well, it doesn't appear to be. And, of course – the uh, 
the commissioner works for the owners. Yes. And uh, I'm not sure about all the stalemates. Actually, a lot of the information I get is off of Twitter reading Josh Munt. Uh, same way. But uh, I noticed he tweeted out a couple things today. But uh, looking very pessimistic about the season being 162 games. Today was kind of the drop-dead date, wasn't it, when they decided? But uh, Yes. I guess the day still got, what, five and a half hours to go. Yeah, so. I'm sure they're meeting. Yeah. All these little towns that support spring training sites are right. not up and running right now. Right. Uh, you know, the, the towns in Arizona and Florida uh, that kind of depend on uh, revenue coming in from these tourists that come in, follow their teams. Uh, it's just too bad. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, I'm a baseball fan that, honestly, you were kind of saying it's bad mm-hmm. for the the, the sport overall and the fans. I'm one of those fans that's starting to lose interest every year in baseball, to be honest. Me too. Two years ago, you know, they only played the 60 games because of the COVID season. But it was nice to see them out playing. It wasn't the same without anybody in the stands. It was probably even more awkward to watch baseball than it was basketball. Yeah, I agree. But um, In football. Yeah. But uh, they need to get rolling. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those fans. I enjoy the playoffs. I mean – Luckily, I'm a Yankees fan. They make the playoffs a lot. They don't do much after they make the playoffs yeah. in so nine, but especially for how much they uh, pay out there with their payroll. But besides the playoffs, I can't tell. I might have watched one regular season game last year. It's hard for me to sit down and watch a nine-inning baseball game because it takes so long. Well, one of the beauties of baseball is you always compare what's going on today with what's happened in the past, and you need 162 games to do that. So if their season gets cut to 120 and a guy has – uh, 14 home runs in the first 25 games, you know, you, you think, hey, this guy's on pace to break the all-time record or whatever. Well, that's not going to be the case. It's, right. Um, it's a shame, but uh, let's just hope uh, somehow, some way, baseball, uh, the ball's getting thrown there on, what is it, March 31st? I Sounds think. right. So we're one month away. Or at least if it's not March 31st, it's sometime soon after that because yeah. I know this podcast kind of relies on baseball well, in the yeah. spring uh, as Josh's favorite sport and he kind of carries the show yeah. until football begins and if not it's going to be a lot of uh, golf talk and a lot of just random things but we got through the pandemic in 2020 without taking a week off so we'll figure it out but it's much more enjoyable when baseball's going on that we have oh, to talk absolutely. about and that you're gonna be talking the Tour de France and the oh boy French Open and except so. I would like a video of Josh and myself for that matter of Doing something with bicycles. Yeah, I think the whole country <laughs> wants to see that. Yeah, I threw myself in there because I, I don't think I can do it. Well, I'm pretty sure you can, being your father. So. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Always always a vote, a good vote of confidence yeah. from you. Yeah. But uh, any, any other thoughts about the baseball holdout talks? No. Yeah. Uh, I wish I was a little I, more. Uh, I haven't studied up enough. It's one of those things that it's so irritating I don't even follow it. Just, yeah. Uh, I just let uh, either my friend Sean or Josh, I get some text from either read a text or a tweet or For something. A middle finger emoji tweet from Josh at the MLB. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, or if you follow, follow Barstool, Frank the Tank going off yeah. on Rob Manfred. So Frank the Tank today was all mad about, and this is MLB related. MLB's in uh, early negotiations with the Peacock Network, NBC, to start putting games on there. Okay. And Frank was doing his imitation of their glitchy service, <laughs> doing a pitcher, and then he freezes. It's pretty funny. So go go on Twitter and check it out. It is pretty good stuff. But yeah. uh, I think Frank and Josh would get along because uh, they're big diehard baseball fans. They're both Dolphin fans. Yeah. They're both happy when they're miserable they're towards only, their sports teams. They're two of the only few Dolphins fans in the whole country. Yes. Yes. Except I think Josh is more excited about the Dolphins head coach higher than Frank Fleming. Okay. He's still mad they fired Brian Flores. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, who is the Dolphins coach? Uh, Mike Mc. Uh, oh, yeah. The guy McDaniel, from McDaniel. That's yeah, the name from, from, from San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was a good hire. I, I think it is a good hire. Yeah. So, um, well, all right. You want to get educated real quick? Wanna, give, before we give me your on. best shot. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll learn what's happened on this day throughout sports history. So that's sporting events on February 28th. Um, let's see here. Um, on this day, 1940, the first televised basketball game happened. The University of Pitts, I'm guessing that's Pittsburgh, beat Fordham University 50-37. to 
Wasn't that one of the years Indiana ended up winning the title? 1940 was. Yeah, actually, uh, Purdue had got the invitation, turned it down because Indiana had beaten them twice during the year, even though Purdue won the Big Ten title, and then Indiana won it. Maybe we should have done that so we wouldn't have the five dusty banners. <laughs> yeah, but before. Be four. And three of them because of Bob Knight. Yeah. I'm starting to think it's more Bob Knight for the history of that program than anything else. I, I mean, I've thought that for a while, well, but obviously they, they had one in the early fifties yeah. too, but yeah, overall, yeah. sure it is. On this day, 1959, there was an NFL trade that happened. The Chicago Cardinals traded Ollie Matson to the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Rams for nine players. Yeah. Ollie must've been pretty good. They, uh, when Herschel Walker got traded years later for about the same amount that came up quite a bit, but yeah, Ollie was a hall of famer. Yeah. On this day in 1967, Wilt Chamberlain sunk his NBA record 35th consecutive field goal. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's one of those records I don't see being broke. No. And if it is, it's not by a shooter. It has to be someone who's a big man and it's only three feet from the hole. Right. You probably know this, but on this day in 1971, who won the PGA Championship? It was at PGA National East. 71? Mm-hmm. I think Dave Stockton won in seven. I th- probably Jack. It was Jack Nicholas. He led wire to wire for his second career grand yeah. slam and won by two strokes over Billy Casper. Okay. Jack was pretty good. <laughs> so they held the PGA back in February in 71. 71. That's crazy. It was it something. No, what have been comes to the Olympics or anything? I don't know why. That's weird. Yeah, maybe just so they could get a, a Florida event. Yeah. On this day in 1991, Don Mattingly, Evanville's own, it was named the 10th New York Yankee captain. All right. One of my favorite baseball players. On this day, 1998, Vancouver Canucks' Mark Messier was the fourth NHLer to get 1,600 points. I didn't know he played for Canucks. I just remember I was a Ranger and an Oiler, Oiler and a Ranger. I didn't know he played for the Canucks. No, I didn't either. That was definitely towards the end of his career. So, yeah. On this day in 2010, the Winter Olympic Games closed in Vancouver, Vancouver, Canada. I'll say Connecticut, Vancouver, Canada. I don't remember anything about the, those Olympics. I, oh, I do remember Sidney Crosby made the game-winning goal in overtime to beat the U.S. in the gold medal game. You, you don't remember uh, who won the 500-meter speed skating? Nope. Hmm. Well, nope. I'm a little disappointed. Maybe you need to bone up on your skills. On this day in 2012, the 54th Daytona 500 was ran. It was rain-affected. It was a rain-affected race that stopped for two hours because of fuel on the track also. Matt Kenseth led for the final 34 laps to win. All right. That's a name I haven't thought of in a I'm while. I'm glad you didn't ask who won. I was going to, but I saved you the embarrassment because I know you don't follow NASCAR very closely. So, but uh, the On This Day segment is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts, brand new sponsor of the show. It's been for about three weeks now, but I know Josh did not have a read for them the last two weeks, but I do have a read for them now. Let me pull it up here on my phone. This is one of his displays. Right? Yeah, hold that up so everybody can see it. That, yeah, you can take it off. Hold up to the camera. That's one of his displays, the Tan and J-Man show. He's also done a Purdue one for me, a Boiler Breakdown one for me, a Denver Bronco one. He's just got his Facebook and Instagram pages up so you can go and see all his work. He's very talented. And if you're wondering what Mooney Woodcrafts is, Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. Provides 100% hand-custom Hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, from signs to growth charts. Our custom plates make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of our recently completed projects, visit at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram. For orders, contact us at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. And um, if our local pizza restaurant, one of the Nubianos, has a golf ball somewhere in their building, it could have came from Thad Mooney back yes. in about 2008 or nine. Yeah, that would have been 2009. Uh Thad, a little bit right. That to this day, I will say, is the best three iron player I've ever seen in my life. And he can hammer the golf ball. But just in uh, in high school, you never knew where it was going to go off the tee. And he hit one on hole nine at the Round Barn Golf Club at Mill Creek that I swear to God hit Nubiana's pizza. <laughs> that thing was 300 yards right. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shot that's definitely in my legendary vocabulary. So oh, good. good. And he had a good one at Dykeman, too, at Dykeman Park. You know, usually we would play there, and then we played a little more after our round, the night before the sectional. We cheered Mooney on to try to slice one as much as he could, and he, he got a hold of one on the back nine pretty yeah. good. Put it to the right a little bit. Yeah, huh? put it to the right. Yeah. So, and, and he was watching this episode earlier. He said, Papa Lee in the house. So. <laughs> 
Hey, Thad. Yeah, we usually uh, text a lot during Purdue games. So, so we appreciate Mooney Woodcrafts hopping on board and being the new On This Day sponsor. Well, let's talk some golf. Okay. Haven't talked golf on the podcast for a little bit. Uh, the Honda Classic was over the weekend, one of the tougher courses. Oh, my gosh. Um, 280-some golf balls in the water, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a lot of golf balls. Yeah, just think of your normal player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like to try to play the three-hole stretch called the bear trap just to see how bad I would do. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll let you know. I don't think it'd be super. <laughs> no. But Daniel Berger was victorious. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He got caught big time. Guy named Strep Socket. Never mind. Strep Socket. I, I thought it was over, so I stopped watching. First Austrian. Uh, uh, Berger had a five-stroke lead going into the round yesterday, and he had lost all five strokes for the first six holes. He had a triple bo- or a double bogey and two bogeys, and Shane Lowry birdied two holes to catch him. Then Strep Socket yeah. uh, caught Caught it at the end and won. It just started pouring when Lowry and Berger got to the 18th hole. Full out rain. and Well, well I heard that Shane Lowry is complaining about the weather conditions. And um, on a podcast I was listening to today, our friend Chris Smith mm-hmm. and, his, and, his, uh, and his caddy have a new podcast out. Um, um, I can't – I uh, another bad yardage is called. And they released an episode today, and he was saying it's kind of ironic. Shane Lowry's complaining about the weather in a tournament, yet he won the British Open. In one of the worst conditions <laughs> yeah. of all time. So, so yeah. So they kind of laughed about that. But yeah. uh, I also yeah. want to say before I forget here, Thad commented the greatest slice in the history not to be televised. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so interesting tournament there. Um, a lot of big names are down there. A lot of big names will be playing this week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, yeah. one of the bigger tournaments on tour. One of the bigger non-majors, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say Maybe. it's in the top five or six. And, and Chris also shared a good story about uh, playing in that one year. And um, Arnold Palmer came in and asked Chris how the week was going. Chris said, great, great, Mr. Palmer. Thank you for having me. I've been playing good. This week's been great. And he goes, that's great, Chris. Take your hat off next time you enter the building. <laughs> so Chris said he either, he either threw his hat on the ground or might have threw it in the trash. Yeah. After that, he was so humiliated. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if Arnold Palmer said something, you would, you would listen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but he said he's as nice a guy you could have ever met, and he literally signed every piece of memorabilia fans sent him, and he signed it every time to make sure you could read his signature. Yeah, absolutely. So he was uh, he had high praise for Arnold Palmer, but so a big field, like I said, but no Bryson DeChambeau. No. Bryson announced today he was pulling out of the tournament with a hand bruise. Okay. Yeah, so he had one of the memorable shots of the year last year when he. Drove it over the pond. I don't know what the carry was, 370 yards or something ridiculous, and raised up his arms as soon as he hit it and yep. turned this uh, massive par five into a, yeah. a a drive and a chip. Right. So, But uh, I think the golf needs him. I mean, they need him back to get healthy because yeah. he brings eyeballs. You love him or hate him. He's entertaining to watch because the way he plays the game. Well, none of the top 10 or 12 guys have really uh, kicked it into gear yet. No, and so. the season's almost 40% over, believe yeah, it or not. I know. Because they play so much in the fall, right. so which I don't really like that. But. No, but you know those towns need need money too, so they bring in the you know you play an event, people come watch. So any uh, picks this week for you? Um, is Kepka playing? I assume he is. He's uh, I, I know Jordan better. Spieth is not. Yeah, I know Kepka got third in Phoenix. I was kind of thinking he Kepka six, myself. Sixteenth this week. Um, of course, you know he never wins unless it's a major. So. We'll see. My guy Ricky's in on a sponsor exemption. Hey, made a cut. He did make the cut this past week. Um, Played better in the back uh, or in the last round, anyway. And uh, the players, I see he's an alternate mm. right now for the players because he needed to finish top six, I believe, this past week to get in the field. So if he doesn't do anything this week, he's going to be alternate in the players. I have to hope somebody drops out. We get Phil's spot. Yes, and I'm glad you brought him up because I wanted to talk about Phil Mickelson. You're a big Phil Mickelson fan, but outside of Purdue sports, is it safe to say Phil's your favorite uh, thing sports related or he, he right, has right been, there? And I'm pretty confused about what's going on. Obviously, he uh, he was kind of the he, he made some comments towards the Saudi league yeah. and towards the PGA Tour. Yeah, and a lot of his sponsors didn't really agree with almost all the sponsors. What he said, and I mean, he's lost uh, Amstel Light, Amstel Light, Workday, Cape. PMG or Callaway. Uh, Callaway put him on hold yeah. for now, but that's probably not good. Yeah. If they put him on hold, that's probably not going to end well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
He said he's taking some time off yeah. to reflect, but in reality, he got he got suspended. Do you think think he'll be able to play in the Masters? Well, the Masters isn't a typical PGA event. I know. So, I I don't know. Well, he's you, still so popular with so. And you know when he's out there, he's got to be smiling, doing the oh, thumbs yeah. up, shaking hands, try to do whatever he can to get back in in front of everything. But um, it's interesting because you know. Although a lot of fans love Phil, a lot of the players like Phil, but there are players that don't like him. Right. And said now the public's finding out what we've known all along because he's known in some circles as a pretty greedy guy. Well, he probably is, but in this case, I think he was also trying to help some of the other players. I mean, he doesn't need the money for no, he doesn't. The guy probably makes a hundred. I think he was trying to make the PGA Tour make some changes. Yeah. But this wasn't the way to go about it. Um, well, it sounds like it was. <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah. yeah, you know, and uh, there were others, uh, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter. Uh, well, they were considering playing in the league. Yeah. I, I think Phil kind of considered it. But the interesting thing is, after he said this, you've seen so many players come out and, no, we're not yeah. we're not playing. We're, we're, we're committed to the PGA. And, mm-hmm. and then there's been some players, like Ricky never came out and flat out said that, and, like he wouldn't play in it, but he said kind of as of now, yeah, he's J- on the PGA Tour. Jason Kokrak said he would play. Um, his goal is to be retired when he's 44, and this was way to like a lot more money. And the, the Saudi League was uh, another interesting part of it. They were going to play 15 t- tour events around the world, 54 hole events rather than 72, and a shotgun start. So instead, everybody starting a, so everybody when they get to the golf course, you have four hours and you're done. By yeah. shotgun start, some people start on 13, 12, right. 14, play their way around. Be tough to televise. Yes. You have no idea who's doing well. Right. But um, you know, well and uh what was interesting though is so many of the courses they were gonna play in the United States were Donald Trump courses. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Phil's had so many controversies over yeah, his career. He has. You know, he has. The, the putt he had a few years ago when he stopped the ball rolling and just putted it. <laughs> the US Open. <laughs> yeah, and then there was the uh the Dean Foods. You remember he was involved with insider yeah. trading? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Phil's always stepped in it a little bit. Let's put it that way. But he's always come across as the the next Arnold Palmer as far as being great with the fans and playing the kind of golf everybody wants to play. Just go for broke. But, uh, yeah, this could be an ir- – the only way this wouldn't be a damage is if somebody like Tiger Woods said, uh, yeah, this right. is okay, Ty- Tiger's everybody's guy. Yeah. And uh, Phil's not. You yeah, know, I was a little disappointed in a few of the younger guys like Rory and stuff trying to. I'm not sure they needed to. Rory's step pretty on outspoken. Himself. I'm not sure they had to step on Phil like they did, but that might be just because I've always been a Phil. And fan. we don't know what we don't know what their relationships are behind closed doors either. Right. I mean, we only see what we see. And uh, do you think Phil hurt himself uh, towards possibly being a Ryder Cup captain down yeah. down future, yeah. which Absolutely. Zach Johnson was officially yeah. named the 2023 Ryder Cup captain? Because I think it looked like. Phil and Tiger were the next two they kind of won in 2025 and 2027. And they wanted Phil at Beth, I don't know about that now. At Beth Page in 2025 because yeah. New York fans love him. And maybe he'll st- still will, but I, yeah, I, I don't, hurt I don't think the actual fans will matter. It, it's more inside the ropes than outside yeah. the ropes, probably. You know, I'm, we, we've seen athletes do some pretty bad. Oh, yeah, things. we have. Yeah, I mean, you think of the uh, starting wide receiver for the Chiefs or the starting running yes. back for the Bengals. Yes. Much more. Hideous things right. done, but uh, uh, Ray Lewis, you know, was yeah. involved in a in a at least yeah. a cover up yeah. of a murder. Yeah, you know, and the well, next you, year he's a Super Bowl MVP. No, so. you're bringing up a, a good good point. So yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, we will. But uh, I do have a word association list here that is uh, related to the Arnold Palmer Invitational. All right, and it is like the last I don't know how many I have fifteen winners of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. There's quite a few years I had to skip because Tiger won it so many darn times. Yeah, Tiger won it seven or eight times. Yeah, yeah. so. Ridiculous. Well, starting with last year's uh, champion, Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, he, he's one of your favorites. He's one of my least favorites. Uh, yep, <laughs> yep. I, I don't know too many people that like him, and I'm one of them. He's interesting. You know, he plays with the long clubs everywhere, or the same side length clubs. The, the one length clubs and the, the uh, flat grip putter. Yeah, he's a scientist. Um, yeah. That'd be my one word. That's why I like him. I mean, I don't agree with a lot of things he says or always his pouty attitude, but I like that he's always trying to find the advantage for his game. And he works pretty hard at it, too. Absolutely. I'm sure he's a pain to work with, though. Absolutely. Terrell Hatton. He's got a hothead. 
Yeah. But he's got game. He's from Europe. Yep. He's probably one of the 20, 25 best players in the world. Yep. Francesco Molinari. Uh, he, he's a uh, past British Open champion, yep. was actually leading the Masters until he uh, hit a horrible tee shot yep. on 12, and that led to Tiger winning yep. a few years 2019. ago. 2019. Uh, and then was a Ryder Cup hero. He's kind of like a two-year flash in the pan, but he was as good as there was in the world there for a couple of years. A lot better than his brother. Yeah. Eduardo. Yep. Rory McIlroy. Yeah, well, he's uh, he looked like he was going to be legendary, and he's slowed down. Hadn't won a major since 2014. Right. I mean, he still has have a heck, has had a heck of a career. What, yeah. five major champions? Four. Four? I thought he won. Two PGAs, a U.S. and a uh, British. Oh, okay. Four. He famously was leading the Masters yeah. one year and shot 43 on the back. He nine. shot an 80. That yeah. was back in 2011, I believe, yeah. when uh, Charles Schwartzel won. He's uh, He's been a great player, but uh, – but he's, uh, I just feel like he's leaving some meat on the bone. Yeah. 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 Kind of like a Daryl Strawberry or something. You, mm. know? you just see so much more in there. Your dad saw him at three home runs live. He did. Yes. Mark Leishman. Mark Leishman, uh, very underrated, yeah. consistent. He's yeah, always going to be in a major hunt. You don't see a lot of Americans so far. No. No, I haven't. Yeah. So uh, he's been in uh, contention for the British Open and the Masters. Always contention in the Masters. Yeah. yeah he'll like. uh, He'll get one someday, I think. Jason Day. Yeah, he lives in Columbus, Ohio now, but he's Australian. Mm -hmm. He he was number one in the world and looked like the best player, and he's really slowed down. He's fought back troubles. Won a PGA Championship. But he started having a good season already this year. So It looks like it's coming back. Matt Every. Yeah, Matt Every. My my one word would be, hmm. What's he doing on that list? (laughs) Yeah, he is the one name on here. It's kind of one of the the names. It's kind of an eyebrow raiser. Tiger Woods. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> greatest of all time or no? Do you still get out of the Jack? I, I think he's the uh, greatest golfer ever, but um, Jack's the most accomplished golfer Fair. ever. Martin Laird. He's another one that uh, probably doesn't belong in that list. He, <laughs> he's He's been a steady Eddie over the years, but he's probably not got more than three or four wins in his right. career. Ernie Els. Yeah, he was a great one. Yeah, but Hall here again, we don't have many Americans other no. than Tiger. No, VJ Singh. Yeah, yeah, he was a grinder, three-time major champion. I he was he the was. one person that, when Tiger was really right. rolling, that kind of went in. Phil went toe to toe with Tiger for a while. Yeah, Phil didn't early on, but yeah. he did later. But uh, yeah, VJ three-time. I think he won thirty-four events. Yep. Doing was, well on the senior tour. Oh yeah, so is Ernie. He still hits it a mile. Rod Pampling. Rod Pampling. Yeah, he's Australian. Another this Australian yeah. course. Yeah, I think it must be. But uh, he probably only won three or four times. He's actually kind of a force on the PG, uh, senior tour. Top tenner, anyway. Got two more guys here. Kenny Perry. Oh, Franklin, Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. T- talk about the Masters getting away from him. Remember yeah. that year he lost in the playoff to Angel Cabrera? Yeah. He choked that thing away. The one year he won, it was on the Ryder Cup, was in Kentucky, and he was kind of the home state hero and brought it home. But I always like Kenny Perry. Big hooker of the ball. Last one, Chad Campbell. Uh, underachiever. It looked like he was going to be a superstar, and uh, it never really materialized. Won yep. three or four times early in his career, and it's just stopped. Yep. Yep. So His nickname was Soup. Oh, really? Campbell Soup. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. And the Word Association, Association segment is brought to you by Retley Attorney at Law. Retley and the Law Office of Andrew Key LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana, and practice criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give Red a call today to schedule your free consultation at 574-722-2221. All right. So a lot of college hoops yeah. action going on over the weekend. A lot of top 10 teams knocked off over the weekend. Yeah, just number one, two, three, four, five, six, nine. Yep. And earlier in the week, number eight lost. Yeah. So number never 10, seen anything like so it. So number ten Baylor climbed clear up to number three this week. And number seven Duke climbed climbed clear up to number four. Yep. For both winning games. Of course Baylor beat Kansas, which was one of the top ten teams. Yep. But uh, um the biggest blowout was uh, Arizona losing by 16, and then they, they remain number two. They remain number two. Colorado is probably the worst team that any of those yeah. teams lost to. I don't. That's why polls just don't mean nothing. They, to me. they mean nothing, but you don't know how it impacts right. your number one and two seeds coming here in right. a few weeks. But uh, 
just shows you college basketball is up for grabs. You got to bring it every night. Yeah. You know, Illinois beat that St. Mary's team that uh, I believe they did anyway. Did they? Yeah. Well, I mean, Josh will let us know if I'm wrong. But yeah, the, yeah, he will. I think they did earlier in the year. It's, uh, I mean, you got to bring it every night. I mean, I know these two teams aren't teams that are going to make the NCAA tournament, but look, last night Nebraska goes to Penn State and just wow. takes it to the woodshed. A Penn State team they're all saying was playing one of the better brands of basketball in the Big Ten. So. Yeah, I, I mean, you just got to be focused every night. Well, know? yeah, no, there's so much to win, do win on the road. You obviously got to fight the crowd. You got to fight the travel. Gotta fight the officiating a little bit, fight probably. The officiating, absolutely. Usually, if it's a closely officiated game, the home home team's got to get particularly favored. in the second half. And then you also see it in these games when these teams have big leads, and all of a sudden the officials, quit. yep, they kind of swallow their whistle for yep. the team that's way ahead. Heck, even last night, Indiana was up twenty-seven with eight minutes and ten seconds to go, and it was a three-point game with uh, less than six. At Minnesota, seconds. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you never know. No, it's uh, it, it's conference play. All these teams know each other very well. Yeah. The coaches who have been around the conference for a, conferences for a while know each other really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why some teams I think are just ready to get to the NCAA tournament to play teams outside of their conference. Right, and I I think the the big thing is making sure you do enough to get into the tournament. You get into the dance, you've done something right during the year, and now let's go. You, you know? got a shot. For the exception of about fifteen or twenty programs that expect to be in it every year. Uh, the other 45 are fighting for it, you know. When we got an exciting final week in the Big Ten and a lot of the other major conferences, but also the smaller conferences, this is their conference championship week. Yeah, it starts sometime this week. Now, Myron Metcalf, or the uh, ESPN had mm-hmm. an interesting thing today. I don't know if you saw it. They, they picked the uh, – there's four writers, one of them, Myron Metcalf. They picked the winners of each of the 32 tournaments. 31 of them, uh, they had multiple winners picked. Or, or well, I'm sorry. Like Gonzaga was unanimous. The in West Coast Conference. The only, the only tournament of the 32 that they had four different winners was the Big Ten. I believe it. And it was one picked Purdue, one picked Illinois, one picked Iowa, and one picked Wisconsin. No, I, I was playing good basketball right now. I, they're playing a weaker end of their schedule right now. I thought you were going to say somebody like Michigan State. Uh, I don't see it. You know, even though I think Wisconsin more than likely win the Big Ten this year, I, I don't see them winning the Big Ten tournament. Um, mm. We'll see. You know, it's hard to do both. It is. <laughs> it is. So uh, um, Wisconsin's just, you know, very consistent. Wisconsin reminds me of some good old Purdue teams from 20 years ago where they didn't really, except they have a star. But the rest of their team is just very average. They don't shoot that well. They, they're fourteen and one in games decided by two possessions. Or less. That's what they've done my uh, majority of my lifetime. They find ways to win close yeah. games better than anybody in the Big Ten. Well, and I and I picked three other Big Ten schools here just to see how they're doing in games decided by six or less. Uh, Purdue's four and four. Illinois's four and three. Indiana's four and four, and th- and they lost an overtime game. And Purdue actually won two overtime games that ended up more than double score, mm-hmm. but. That just shows you it's 50-50 for these other schools. For Wisconsin, it's 14-1. and one. Yeah, that's why they're and some at of where them, they're at. And some of them are against crappy team. I mean, he beat Minnesota 51-49, to 49, right. but but sometimes it's against really good teams. Yep. You know, so. I mean, I mean, one one good win that Wisconsin had non-conference, they beat a Houston team when they were at full strength. Nobody else can really do that because Houston hasn't been at full strength this year. Right, right. Wisconsin, huh. Yeah, Houston doesn't even have what they call a quad one win, but in the uh, college net rankings, they're up th- number four in the country. Right. So. so, but the Big Ten, I mean, it is crazy going into the final week. I mean, yeah. we got three teams tied at the top. No. Just two? Just Wisconsin. Just Wisconsin, just Wisconsin that's right. But Purdue's got a chance to get tied with them tomorrow night at 9 o'clock up at Madison. Yeah, Josh is going to have to root for the Boilers tomorrow yep. night um, yep. for Illinois to have any chance because Wisconsin finishes up home against Nebraska. Yeah, you wouldn't think Nebraska's got a prayer in that one. So here's something I kind of did. Uh, I looked at how the Big Ten's doing against the top nine teams because there seems to be nine good teams and five not so good. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin's eight and four against the good teams. Got one more left. Purdue seven and five with two more. Illinois eight and four with uh, another one. The interesting, the only other team that's done well in the, against the Big Nine, Rutgers is seven and four. Against the top nine teams, they're three and four against the bottom teams. Well, they're a totally different team at home than they are on the road, and they had that stretch two, two to three weeks ago where they knocked off four or five ranked teams. Yeah. Now Indiana's two and seven against the top nine. They're seven and two against the bottom mm-hmm. five. So 
Purdue and Michigan ended up playing 14 of their 20 games against the top nine. Illinois and Wisconsin, 13. And then the other teams, uh, Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan State, Indiana, all played just 11. So they got the benefit of playing the bottom, bottom five feeders. nine yeah. times. Yeah. So uh, you c- it's kind of like the Big Ten East or, or, you know, the West versus the East. The East is usually stronger. In football, yes. Yeah. And then in this year, it just kind of happened to be, although Wisconsin, Purdue, and Illinois are one, two, three right now, they've actually played the most games and will play the most games against uh, the top nine and what's hard about that is they're both in the, they're all in the top nine right so they just didn't have a lot of games against the nebraskas the marylands the minnesotas sometimes that's just how the schedule comes happen. out and maryland was supposed to be really good this year notice that they've had three they were on sunday <laughs> yeah and they about beat purdue a couple sundays uh, notice all the sunday afternoon games they're getting on cbs because they were picked preseason top 20 yeah, that's a good point well mark turgeon was the coach star mm-hmm. of the year and a month and he quits so mm-hmm. we're a mutual yeah Mutual uh, separation, I guess you could call it. But. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Big Ten tonight. I think Iowa plays Northwestern, uh, Northwestern. at Iowa because it's finally Bohannon Senior Night. Oh my gosh! After about a decade, that's it's been a huge impact on the Big Ten race yes. this year. The, the two Illinois starting guards should not have been there. Brad Davison should not have been there. Um, Bohannon, should, they've all benefited from getting this "quote unquote" COVID year that right. didn't count. So. Uh, some teams will benefit in the future. You know, I can see IU benefiting huge next year because Race Thompson probably will stay around. You know, it'll be his fifth year. Probably uh, Rob Finnessy stays around, be his fifth year. This year it was Illinois and Wisconsin that benefited the most. Yeah. If you're a kid that's not going to play professional basketball, especially with this new NIL rule. Mm-hmm. You can make some money, stay sure. in college, and you don't have to work. Sure. I mean, that's why Josh has said it multiple times on the podcast. Kofi Coburn, he, he thinks probably making somewhere around $750,000. Kofi's, if he makes it, he's probably not going to last very long just because of the way he plays. I wouldn't be shocked if he returns to Illinois for another year he, next year. He might. He might. There's going to be a lot of guys that have to make some decisions, right. you know. Would you rather make seven fifty at the University of Illinois, or and it's interesting what schools push their guys to use this, and what schools maybe yeah. don't so much? I think you know, produce. I know Sasha Stavanovich has some companies he works with. So is Mason Gillis, Brandon Newman's got some a clothing line, um, and Sasha, Eric Hunter, and Trey Williams, Trayvon Williams have shirts from the shop, but Jay Ivey's not doing anything. Yeah, he's one of the top players in the nation. Yeah, he, well, he's. You know, I mean, he, yeah, he probably doesn't need the money. I mean, yeah. his mom makes a decent amount. Right. He's going to be making a lot here soon, but yeah. that doesn't stop the other players that are going to be NBA lottery, yeah. lottery picks from taking advantage of it. No, I, I would say if you're not going to be one of the first 30 or 35 picked and you have the option, right? If, if you're going to get some cash from your college to play basketball, yep. the whole college landscape has yeah. changed. NIL, transfer rules. Yeah. So many teams have started. Three or four transfers. I mean, Indiana yep. does. Fats Russell from Maryland. Uh, so many teams. Ohio State's got a couple. They're just so impactful. Well, that's oh, how- this kid from Illinois, Plummer. Yeah. I think he's 24 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I just read today, Luca Donkey turned 23 and he's in his fourth year in the NBA. You know, know. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. But uh, it's kind of getting like BYU out there. Everybody's, yeah. Everybody's getting older. Well, you know, Fred Hoiberg, who's struggling out in Nebraska, even though their AD says he's coming back next year, he was. And when he was at Iowa State before he went to the NBA, he made a living off getting the JUCO transfers. Yeah. But now that everybody can transfer and not sit out, he's not. He can't take advantage of that like he used to be able to. Yeah, you can't pick who's going to be good next year. No, because everybody, you know, and the richer are going to get richer. You know, if uh, certain teams need a player, they're going to go out and look around the college. You probably could even call Purdue and say, "Hey, I'd like to Brandon Newman. I'd like you yeah, to come play with right. Yeah, I already played this right. year." Well, football's even worse. Yeah, when it comes to transfers, I mean, and, and Purdue's gonna—they're gonna gain stuff in football yeah. because their quarterbacks come back for sixty years, right? Basically, right. So but, uh, basketball—it it did not help them one bit. Well, the yeah, the COVID year stuff will be done in about two years. Finally, then that extra year will be done, and we'll get back to mm-hmm. some schools. Some schools still list their players right. in their actual academic year. Right. I noticed Indiana puts them all as if. They, yeah, they, yeah. If they the, still list Trace Jackson as, as a sophomore, sophomore right. even though he's played three, right. four years. So right, right. It's it's interesting how you do that, but it also impacts your recruiting. You cannot 
get kids to come in if you're going to keep all your old ones. Correct. So it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yes. Yes, it will. Um, it wasn't a fun week to be weekend to be a boiler fan or week, I should say, because they had the week off, they rested and then, uh, dropped the, dropped the tough one up at East Lansing, 68, 65 on Saturday. And they did. it was a game. I know I told you, I'm not feeling good about this game before it tipped off. And, uh, yeah, yeah my, my girlfriend blames me for saying that out loud. That's why Purdue lost. Yeah. Well, I kind of blame you too. <laughs> well, you, you never know on, especially like a noon Saturday game, you know, anything could seems to happen, but, uh, um, Michigan State's always a tough opponent in their own yeah. building. You know, obviously they lost to Northwestern at home. Uh, they've had some head scratching losses this year. It's not a, not one of his good teams by any means, but they have some good players. They don't have that centerpiece. They're deep. They don't. They don't have that centerpiece. No. And uh, you know, Purdue shot one for what, what killed them though. Seventeen turnovers. And, no, and Jay Nivey actually had a very what I call game. He scored enough points, but he had five turnovers and. So many of Purdue's turnovers were at the free throw line or beyond, and uh, Michigan State just flipped it up and scored a basket. I actually transitioned played defense. good defense for a change. Yeah. Um, this is the third time they've lost on a three pointer in the last seconds of a game, or close to the last seconds. Indiana, we still seventeen got the ball twice. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's but in Purdue's losses, they've turned it over a ton. Yeah, and they weren't all. Bad passes. No. You know, there's like they average probably three or four offensive well, fouls a game because yeah. Ivy drives so much and then they call Zach for and and I was listening to Painter today. He he has no qualms with the officiating other than Zach Eady. He said he he probably gets fouled every time well, he plays. We've said that about Isaac Haas. We said it about Matt Harms. We not too not, much not Matt Harms. AJ Hammonds. I mean, that's the I don't bad think, thing about getting over seven feet guys. I I don't think it's Near as bad as this, Zach. He, he gets fouled every play. Yeah. And, well, and Illinois fans say the same thing about Kofi Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. And usually, uh, if you let those two just play against each other, but yeah. But um, you know, if you do go this banging like everybody does, when you're strong, guy's gonna go flying. Mm-hmm. But you know, Shaq, he always says he had to put up with that his whole career mm-hmm. too. So, you know, maybe maybe you don't get those guys anymore. They're unstoppable, but. <laughs> You know, they can't play pick and roll. Purdue's defense. got another one coming in next I know. year. He's, he's a little Bird. more athletic and everything. But, I mean, no, they, they've opened up the their big man you, them and Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, that's you but, take them if you can get them, but they're yeah. just that's the that's the negative of getting them is some officials don't know how to officiate big guys, and that's what's scary going in, into the NCAA tournament in a couple of weeks. How are the officials going to officiate Zach Eady? I don't well, know. And, and if you draw a good small uh, conference team, you know, all fourth and fifth years guys, and they, uh, their center's like six, seven, or eight. Yeah, you can score at will on them, but are they going to call fouls on right. EDM? And then how in the world are you going to guard the outside? It's kind of like playing Ohio State, and all of a sudden EJ Liddell's out there knocking right. 18 footers down on you right. all day long. But I'm sure opponents don't want to put up with Zach Eady, no. then Travion Williams, and he goes out. So. No. Uh, and the other thing I think hurt Purdue over the year, I thought the first 10 games of the year, they were 10 deep and they didn't matter yep. who they played. And then Jaden got in such a hot stretch, they kind of started counting on one of two things, either Jaden penetrating mm-hmm. or going inside to the big guys mm-hmm. and then uh, hoping he'd kick it out to uh, the Sashas of the world. And uh, Sasha was been a no-show, really, for the last three or four yep. games. And that's really a fact. You know, you keep thinking, well, Purdue's playing terrible, but they're 9-2 and two in the last 11 games, beating three ranked teams. So I wouldn't say they're playing terrible. No. But, uh, they definitely have lost a couple games they shouldn't have lost. Yeah, and they got some players that are just kind of funk right now. Yeah. I mean, one of their guards, their one of their point guards plays Saturday, didn't attempt a single shot. No, and that's and he's a great shooter. And that's and what he he's in there doing, for. Yeah. Um, their starting power forward, zero points, fouled out. Not all the fouls are probably his fault, but he fouled out, zero points. Yeah, so. the fourth and fifth fouls were just ridiculous I mean, that's, calls. That's the position yeah. produced probably the weakest. That's the four. Well, um, Caleb first was so good until he got COVID, yeah. and now his role's changed, and he, I don't think he wants to take that outside shot like he was the first 10 games, and we'll see. Yep. You know. Two big ones for Purdue this week. Uh, revenge week. It can be revenge week for yep. Purdue. They're at Wisconsin tomorrow night, who's one of their five losses in Indiana at home on senior day. The lone Big Ten game Saturday. Is that right? Yeah, all the rest are Sunday. Okay. Which is interesting. Uh, both ESPN games for Purdue this week. Yeah, and I'm, Rob Hummel. I'm guessing Rob Hummel and Jason uh, Benetti. Benetti are going to be on the call, and and four have produced five losses. Robbie Hummel's been on the call. Yeah, so uh, arguably the most 
fan popular pre player of all time and Purdue fans don't want to see him commentating yeah. their games. Yeah. But uh, let's go through and pick some games, shall okay. we? Tonight, starting here shortly at 8 p.m., is Northwestern at Iowa. Iowa's a 10.5 point favorite. I'd pick Iowa by 15. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you got to think those seniors are going to go out right. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow night, Nebraska at number 22, Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah, I think pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You also got a COVID makeup game, Michigan State at Michigan. Michigan. Both need it. Well, actually, Michigan needs it more than Michigan State. I'll go with Michigan because it's at home, but nothing will shock me in that game. Right. It's almost a coin flip. Purdue at Wisconsin, 9 o'clock tomorrow night. I, I think uh, I think Purdue wins. I'm agreeing. I've brought my heart talking over my yeah. head, but I feel more confident going in this game than I did Saturday for some reason. Uh, they've done well at the Cole Center. I mean um, – I think they're going to win. And when Purdue played them in January, Johnny Davis went for 37, Brad Davidson 15. But Purdue had three of their big guys foul out and another one had four fouls. If they can replicate that. No, Wisconsin. Wisconsin Purdue had fouled three of Wisconsin's big guys out of the game. That's what I meant to And they shot to say. 14 for 27 from the line. And and so I, yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah, Purdue was all If Purdue doesn't get even a part of the Big Ten title. Everybody's going to say it's in this last couple of games, but in reality, it's the first three games. They lost to Rutgers on a half-court shot, and then they let Wisconsin beat them at home. I will say, if they don't at least get a share of the Big Ten title, that regular season, which doesn't mean as much as their postseason, I know it does kind of feel like a little bit of a failure. Yeah. Disappointment, at yeah, least. Yeah, disappointment, no question. Started off too well, and you got too much talent. To, well, but they've put themselves in this bind. I don't think they're as talented as – Everybody says they are. I think Illinois got more raw talent, but I think they got more raw talent than, and I think Rutgers does too. And they beat Illinois twice, but I think Wisconsin is just a, a team. Yeah, I don't think they have a ton of talent. This Wall kid's been playing good for them. Well, Johnny Davis got to probably be a Big Ten player yeah. of the year, and he might be national player. Of the year. Yeah, but uh, I, I'd say they're the, one of the three most talented teams in the Big Ten. But uh, Purdue, that is. But yeah. I'm not sure. Everybody, you know, Gillis Thompson. Hunter, they're not what you'd call super talented players. Big one down in Bloomington for both teams Wednesday night. Rutgers at Indiana. Joe Lenardi has both of these teams as two of his last four in. Yeah. As of the today. Well, I wouldn't want to lose that game. No. But uh, I think Indiana gets it done at home. I do too. But Rutgers is a tough, tough bird. I think Indiana seven wins on the I think Indiana's glad this one's at home. Oh my gosh. Not, you don't Jersey want to go Mikes, to the rack. even though even though Wisconsin went there and won over the weekend. Yeah. Of course, the Rutgers went up and won at Wisconsin, too. True. Yeah, the, um, yeah. Indiana did not have to go to Rutgers this year. No. Um, and they're the only team in this top nine they haven't beaten. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota at Maryland. Uh, give me Maryland. Yep, I'm taking them just because they're at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn State at Illinois Thursday night. Illinois. Yep, I think pretty easily. Michigan State at Ohio State. So Michigan State has to go to Michigan t- Tuesday, then Ohio State on Thursday. And Ohio State played six games in the last two weeks. Yeah. I'm going to pick Ohio State. I am too. Iowa at Michigan Thursday. Uh, I'm going to Michigan again. I'm going to take Iowa on this one. I think, I mean, tough week for Michigan and Michigan State this week. Michigan's playing three got games. Three of, and all three of theirs are against good teams. Indiana at Purdue, 2 o'clock Saturday, ESPN. Oh, my God. I hope Purdue. <laughs> Uh, Indiana's playing better. You know, they had the five-game losing streak, but they've been competitive. And this will be Tanner's book of prediction of the week. Purdue will beat Indiana on Saturday. Well, let's hope. That's my book at filling in for J-Man. And J-Man's book of prediction of the week is brought to you by, like it is every week, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchery. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance, give Travis a call today at 219 Eight six nine four five six one, or you can email him at travis.watching at infb.com. He does insurance not only in the great state of Indiana, but also over there in Ohio, where his favorite college basketball team, the Ohio State University, is located. Mm-hmm. All right, so get to our Sunday slates here. Penn State at Rutgers. Rutgers. Yeah, I think Penn State's just. They were playing good. In the wall. Boy, you just got killed by Nebraska at home. Michigan at Ohio State. I'm going Ohio State. I am too. This I'll be shocked if they win all three games, but I can't. I said they would. If Ohio State beats Michigan, they sweep them in basketball, but they lost them in football. Yeah. Nebraska at Wisconsin. Wisconsin by 25. Yeah, I think, I think it's the biggest blowout of the week. Maryland at Michigan State. 
Michigan State. I think so too. Iowa at Illinois. These two teams do not like each other. No, and Illinois, uh, you know, depending on what happens early in the week, maybe Illinois is done with road games. Yeah. I'd say Illinois. I will too in a, in a close one. It was a close one up at Carver yeah. Hawkeye the first time. Yeah, they do not like each other. And this game's also at the same time Iowa-Illinois is, but if this one runs later, this is your final Big Ten regular season game. Minnesota at Northwestern. <laughs> the country will be watching. <laughs> no, they won't. I, I Maybe say, the parents. I say Northwestern. I, I will I will agree. I think Northwestern gets it done. Mm-hmm. Do you think all the Big Ten coaches are back next year? I'm Basketball? Tr- I'm trying to think anybody would be on the hot would seat. Would Collins be on the hot seat in Northwestern? No. He's well, Hoiberg already got the vote of confidence from Ju- Nebraska. Ju- Juwan Howard has proven he can do whatever the heck he yeah, wants, and he's back. I think he's lucky he's a coach at Michigan instead of some um, other university. It'll be interesting to see if uh, Maryland keeps Danny Manning. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't count him because I think he's – I don't think so. But uh, I can't imagine anybody else being in any trouble. Ben Johnson's done a fairly nice job yeah. with that Minnesota team. They were. I expected Minnesota to be the worst team in the conference. Yeah. So. yeah. Shrewsbury's done fine at Penn State. He has. I don't think anybody will retire. No. No. I don't think anybody will leave for another job. Actually, if, if, if Indiana would lose these two in the first game of the Big Ten and don't make the NCAA, I'm sure there would be some chirping. Uh, yeah, but what would they do? Fire Woods after one year and then promote Dane Fife? That's what I'm saying. Mm. They wouldn't fire him. They're not going to fire Mike Woodson, but oh. might politely say, hey, why don't you go retire? This isn't your gig. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but they're, I think their old coach is in trouble down in Georgia. Oh, my gosh. Tom Crane, I think be, he's yeah. going to be fired. Not their old coach down in Houston. No, he's a shady guy, but he gets wins. Yeah, Purdue might have ducked something by uh, yes, Samson's that's not very being true. forever because he's obviously a huge that's winner. That's very true. Very true. The other two uh, big Indiana teams, Notre Dame. Looks like they're going to be in the tournament. Yeah. They've really come on the last two months. Yeah, they don't have hardly any quad one or two wins, but they're number 20 two, and eight. They're number two in the ACC. Yeah. Looks like there'll probably be five ACC teams coming. What's going to be interesting in these conference tourneys is uh, you, you, the bid stealers. I think a lot, a few bid stealers could come from the big conferences. There's teams like Virginia who aren't in that could very easily win yeah. ACC. A uh, team like uh, – you know, West Virginia or something sneaking through the Big Twelve, which would be that would be a awfully hard year. to do. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, even in the no, nah, not it wouldn't happen in the Big Ten. I mean, I think the nine teams, yeah. one of those nine is going to win it. But yeah. uh, Oregon, the Pac twelve, won't be Oregon State. I can tell you that much. No. So, and which you remind me, they made the lead eight last year. I forgot about that. And I have three wins. Did you, I, I had one other basketball note here? I, I was listening on my way over here. They, you know what the average cost of you probably can see it now. Oh, the Duke, the Duke, uh, North Carolina. It, yeah. The average was over three grand. Well, as of, oh no, that was the lowest to get in the door was three grand. So yeah. I think the average was over five thousand. Five thousand three hundred ninety-two. Yeah, I saw that today. That's for insane. Coach K's last game. It's farewell tour. That's why Duke. I honestly think that's why Duke is in the media. I've always loved Duke, but being Coach K's farewell tour, I think that's why they're getting some of the treatment they are right now. Now Duke lost to Ohio State this year. Mm-hmm. And did, had them beat. Did they play Michigan State in that first game? The the, the tournament I will not watch because the ESPN uh, tells you that you Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, and Michigan State are the four most important teams I every think, year. I think they did, and they smacked them. Still one of my least favorite subjects. Yeah. If they're going to get the four best programs, why isn't Gonzaga and Villanova playing in it? All right. Not those four. And you can make a case for Auburn. Duke didn't make the tourney last year. Kentucky didn't make the tourney. Michigan State was an 11 seed. Yeah. Don't give me a crap. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, and then the other big Indiana school, Butler's fans, I don't think they can get the season over quick enough. No, they've had it rough. And I think I think Lavelle Jordan gets one more year. Yeah, you know what's interesting about the old Crossroads Classic with this last one is Notre Dame is Indiana's third highest ranked win of the year because Notre Dame is 58th. Mm-hmm. IU goes from beating Purdue's top 12 or so, and then Ohio State top 20, Notre Dame 58, and their fourth best win is at Maryland, who's 95th. Yeah. So if they didn't have that Notre Dame win, they're probably – Probably on the outside looking they, in they right now. They probably ought to reconsider staying in that Crossroad Classics, getting a, yeah. you know, a decent non-conference. Of course, Purdue did not get a decent non-conference no. win because Butler ended up being bad. terrible. Yeah, losing record right now. And, and that's another conference, I guess, we could see a big bid stealer in the Big East, but don't think it's going to be Georgetown. No. 
Patrick would be canned he, so easy. He's one that needs to leave. Yeah. He needs, this isn't working out. Kind of like Chris Mullen at St. Yeah. John's. Some of these college superstars, remember, Clyde Drexler had come back Gary to Gary Stackhouse is doing awful at Vanderbilt. I know he's not a Vanderbilt yeah. guy, but he's doing bad. Hubert Davis is doing all right at Carolina. Yeah. I see they're twenty and eight, but they're one and seven against quad one teams. Then you got the like you said, Samson's and the Rick Patino who's yeah. doing good at Iona. Oh my God. You do I not mean, want to see Iona on no. your No. He's gonna be about an eleven seed and some six seed's gonna to have to play them. <laughs> and by the way, how would you like to be a six seed, which means you're a top twenty five team and you see those elevens they have out like Rutgers and Michigan yeah. and Indiana. Yeah. It'll be a two point spread. Yeah. At most. Yeah. You don't want any part of those guys if you're a six seed. You don't want any part of those guys if you're a three seed. No. So No, you don't. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun final week here. Fun week of conference tournaments uh, for the smaller conferences going on. Watch out for Purdue Fort Wayne this week. Oh yeah? In the horizon. They're the two seed. I think they're fourteen and three in their last seventeen games or something like that. Maybe it's eleven three in the last fourteen. Oh, I didn't know that. Watch it watch for them. They started the season slow, but they they've come on. IEP wise they they have five players, five, yeah, five, not healthy, not act. Five guys they're taking to the Rising League tournament. No subs. Hard to run a practice with five guys. No subs. I mean, my goodness. I mean, weeks ago they were asking for any students on campus who had physicals to come try out. Now they have five guys ready to lace them up this week. Do, do you have any surprise team or two that you think uh, wouldn't shock you if they got to the Final Four? I don't know how big a surprise, but like an Arkansas. Well, they were uh, one of my – oh, no, Alabama was one of my preseason so four. Were they, they were one of they mine, They were one too. of my preseason four, but Arkansas wouldn't shock me. Um, I don't know if it's surprised, but Houston wouldn't shock me. I know they, they got there last year. Yeah. I, I'm thinking more of these athletic teams. There's some good teams like Providence. No, they're, they're ranked about, number nine right now. But they're they're not real athletic. They won the Big East for the first time ever. And they grind out – Al Durham. They're it's little, all Al Durham. A little Wisconsin-like, you know, they grind yeah. out tough wins. The teams that always bother me are these super athletic teams yeah. that you just can't guard. A lot of them are in SEC this year. Big Ten has no athletic teams. No. That's why they don't no, win they in don't. March. They don't have – I mean, Jay Nivey and um, um, who's this kid from Maryland I just said earlier? Uh, the long Fats. Guy, Fats Russell. Every, you know, it seems like teams have one guy that yeah, can just zip. That's a good, good point. Maybe the team's got two or three guys that can zip it. No. no. Baylor? Auburn? I, I, I mean, from the Big Ten. Yeah, no. No, um, UCLA, Carbello can zip Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna it's gonna be a fun. I mean, March starts tomorrow, and it felt like March arrived over the weekend. It did. So, let's go. The birdie bogey question. It was NBA related. Oh, before I do that, I should mention that this episode is brought to you by uh, the Damn Landing. Let me get the read over here. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the Damn Landing is the place to be. Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mansell that focuses on freshness and quality. And they got the Damn Smoke on the weekends, Friday and Saturday. If you like barbecue, I suggest checking that out. It's great barbecue. You can wash any of their food down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mance on their beer garden or out their bar area, it's getting warmer. That would be nice to do. Whether it be by boat or wheels, the Damn Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. All right, now back to the birdie bogey question. LeBron James has had his 500th career 30-point game. It's the third most in NBA history behind what two players? All right, I've, I've got it narrowed down to three, but I'm just going to go with two. I think it's uh, Wilt and Kareem. You got one of those right, and Wilt with 515. But I figured Kareem had 20 Not years. Kareem. The, the other obvious one was Jordan, but – I don't think it's Jordan. Michael Jordan with 562. Oh, really? Yeah, easily the most 30-point games in NBA yeah. history. I would have been wrong. I'll give you a par for getting one because you're my dad, and mm. if it was Josh, I'd give you a bogey. Absolutely. So, but, um, yeah, we got about a minute and a half remaining. Anything else you want to talk real quick before we go off the air? Well, it's uh, in Indiana. Boys high, high school sectional yes. start this week. True. I saw they had an article in the Indianapolis Star today that, top 20 high school games in history. I was just curious to see if the Rochester, I couldn't read it because it cost a buck 99. I hate that, but they got to make their money. They, they got to make their money. The, the uh, Rochester Princeton game. Um, yeah. No nine. You just wonder, 
you know, I've seen some great ones. Scott Scales hitting a shot to win the state for Plymouth. Um, well, and Luke Zeller against Luke Plymouth Zeller. hitting the half quarter for yeah. uh, for uh, Washington. Yeah, those those would be two. Yep. You had to be there. Yep. Because of when and where. I mean, know, the Zeller one's probably a top 10 game. Yeah. Well, Skiles is, was ridiculous. He hit one from about 35 feet to put in overtime. Yeah, kind of like Bruce. Whereas Zeller, if he missed – it was over. It was over. Okay. I think it was over. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, he had a half quarter. Yeah. To beat Kyle Benj and, uh, Sheets and those guys on Plymouth. Yeah. There's been some great games. And, uh, of course, I still go back to the, the, the pre class era, but there's been some great games yep. since then, too. So. There has. So, Hoosier Hysteria. It's, it's, it, it's March tomorrow. So, exciting time. Did you see we're in the uh, state championship girls that South Bend, Washington? They was, won like 90 something to 30 something. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Louisville's girls against Notre Dame women. Yesterday. Oh my gosh! It ended up only being twenty-two. They called the dogs it, off. It was like forty-four to four. It was a halftime. I think forty-two to fifteen. Oh, or forty-five, fifteen and a half. Well, yeah, maybe Notre Dame, but I, I think they were down. Yeah, forty or something yeah. to four at one. Yeah, time. Yeah, they were. So yeah, that's a tough day. Yeah, not good. No, a bad bad weekend for the Ivy family. Yeah, yeah, maybe Hopefully. that's why they played so bad. Hopefully this week's Mom better. Was upset the James yeah. team got beat. Hopefully this week's better, but uh, we'll see. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for listening to episode 276 of the Tane and J-Man Show. Thanks for filling in for the J-Man this week, Dad. Always appreciate it. Uh, shop at our store, tanjmanshowstore.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J-Man Show. Give us a five-star rating if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and on whatever platform. Subscribe, please. And we'll be back next week. Hopefully it's Josh and I next week. It'll be first time in about a month. So uh, have a great week, everybody. See you next week.